0: evangelist, and I'd like to welcome you to One Month to Better Third-Party Management. This month's podcast series is sponsored by Opus. Opus helps free your business from the complexity and uncertainty of managing the risks associated with your customers, vendors, and third parties by combining the most innovative third-party risk management and know your customer compliance SaaS platforms with unparalleled data solutions. Opus turns information into action so your business can thrive. Opus solutions include... Yeah, Bureau's ABAC Accelerator, the leading platform for third-party risk management. To learn more, go to www.opus.com. Opus is an appropriate sponsor for this month as I'm focusing on third parties, the third-party risk management process. Over the next couple of weeks, I'll be looking at the management of third parties after the contract is signed. We're going to take a look at auditing, <coughs> relationship management, training, continually monitoring and updating your own third-party program. This is an incredibly important month on my one-month series this year, and I'm sure that you will garner some new techniques that you can incorporate directly into your third-party risk management program. This is Tom Fox. Thank you very much for listening. Day 12, data analytics and ongoing monitoring of third-parties. Today I consider how data analytics can be used to help detect or prevent bribery and corruption where the primary sales force used by a company is third parties and not their employees. A vast majority of FCPA violations and related enforcement actions have come through the use of third parties. While sham contracting, in other words, using a third party as, conduits to, as a conduit to a payment of bribe has lessened in recent years. They are, there are related data analyses that can be performed to ascertain whether a third party is likely performing legitimate services for your company and therefore is not a sham. There are several more complex analytics that can be run in combination to, suspicious, to identify suspicious third parties, and some of the simplest can be to look for duplicate or erroneous payments. Key to moving from detection to prevention is the frequency of review. It is common for organizations to periodically review a year or more of accounts payable invoices at a time for errors and overpayment. Changing this from a one-time annual or biennial event to something that is done weekly or daily dramatically changes the value of such an internal control. This more frequent preventative analysis is integral to a foundation of any third-party audits while the company does while a company which does perform periodic lookback audits it also works with technology to accomplish the same queries on a weekly basis this allows organizations to find duplicate payments or overpayments where after the invoice has been approved but prior to its dis- disbursement so instead of detecting a payment error 3 or 6 months after it's been made you prevent the money from leaving the company altogether Duplicate invoices are a favorite mechanism of fraudsters, and unfortunately this also includes uh, those seeking to uh, defraud companies to uh, develop a pot of money to pay bribes under the FCPA. Consider the following scenario. Invoice 999-TX, which is paid for $1,617.95. Thirty days later, the same vendor resubmitted the same invoice due to nonpayment, but it was recorded without the hyphen, as 955-TX no and was not detected by a corporate system of internal controls. The problem is that the same invoice with slightly different wording on its face and they were both scanned to the company's imaging system and queued up for payment. Data analysis can locate such overpayments and identify a second payment that should not be made because it's a match of a previous payment that was made. Another analysis which, analysis which a compliance practitioner can use is to compare a vendor name and other identifying information, such as address, country, data from a watch list, such as politically exposed person or specially designated nationals, to a name or other identifying information on your vendor file. An inquiry can be used to test in such other ways as to determine if the vendor has the same surname as a person on one of these lists, Or has other identifying indicia Now suppose the same name They share the same name as uh, Suppose a vendor or payee Shares the same name as an affected Rather elected official in Brazil How do you make sure your vendor or broker Is different than the uh, different John Doe Than the one that is a politically exposed person in Brazil It's only upon closer inspection Where you can determine that the middle names are different and the ages are different. One has a billing address in Brasilia, the other in Sao Paulo. Without further inspection, including demographic information about your vendors, consultants or third parties, and then comparing them to individual watch lists, such red flags are present but cannot be cleared, or rather are not cleared. This is what data analytics is designed to do in your third party program can help you go literally from tens of thousands of maybes to a very small number of potential issues which actually need individual research and investigation. One of the important functions of any best practices compliance program is not only to follow the money, but try to spot where pots of money could be created to pay bribes. Through the comparison of of invoices for similar items among similar vendors, data analytics can uncover overcharges and fraudulent billings. Continual transaction monitoring and data analysis prove its value through more frequent review, including the Hawthorne effect, which states that individuals tend to perform better when they know they're being monitored. Techniques used in transaction monitoring for suspicious invoices can be easily translated into data analysis for anti-corruption. Software allows a very large aggregate of suspicious payments, not only by day or by month, but also by vendor or even employee who may have keyed the invoices into your system. As these suspicious invoices begin to cluster by market, business unit, or a person, a pattern forms which can be the basis of additional inquiry. That is the value of data analytics. Data analytics allows a compliance practitioner to sort, resort, combine, and aggregate so that patterns can be more fully investigated and you can deliver appropriate level of resources to a risk, in other words, to manage that risk. This final concept, the finding of patterns that can be discerned through the aggregation of huge amount of data, is the next step for the compliance function. Yet data analysis does more than simply allow you to follow the money. It can be a, a part of your third-party ongoing monitoring as well as allowing you to partner the information on third parties who might come into your company where there's been no proper compliance vetting. In other words, if even if step one, steps one through four of your compliance uh, lifecycle management of third-party risk has been deficient, if you utilize data analysis and transaction monitoring going forward, you still may be able to manage the risks going forward. Such capabilities are clearly where you need to be heading. So what are today's three key takeaways? Always remember to follow the money to see if there is a pot of money, to see where a pot of money could be created to fund a bribe. The bribe to pay, rather the money to pay a bribe, must come from somewhere. So you should be sensitive as a chief compliance officer or compliance practitioner to understanding where employees could generate funds to pay bribes. Obviously, they can discount a contract and remit that discount to the uh, representative of the customer, the foreign official, or the state-owned enterprise employee. But there may be other ways to develop pots of money, and you need to be sensitive to that. Two, transaction monitoring techniques around fraud translate to data analysis for compliance. Remember, at the end of the day, bribery and corruption are really fraud. Now, they're not fraud directed at the company, but they're fraud uh, directed to allow employees to pay bribes to make greater sales, so rather than walking off with the money. Uh, It's uh, a a part of fraud. fraud. It's uh, covered under the fraud triangle, and you need to understand that the techniques used to Uh, Uncover fraud can be utilized for anti-corruption programs as well. Finally, don't forget the who part of all this. Politically exposed persons and specially designated nationals. You should check and recheck your payments uh, to see who the payees are. Uh, If there are any people on the PEP or SDN list, uh, this obviously raises a red flag and should be cleared. This is Tom Fox. I hope you've enjoyed day 12 of data analytics and ongoing monitoring of third parties. And I hope you will join me tomorrow for day 13 of one month to better third party risk management. This is Tom Fox. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of One Month to Better Third-Party Management. If you've listened to this podcast on iTunes, I would greatly appreciate it if you would rate this podcast as it will help our rankings and help us get the word out on this most unique podcast series in compliance. Also, if you have any questions, please feel free to email me at tbox at tboxlaw.com. This is Tom Fox. Thank you very much for listening to today, and I hope you will listen tomorrow on another episode of One Month to a Better Third Party Management.